Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast, the award-winning on-demand audio experience that has never won an award, but that could all change. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music, or check us out on Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. Find out more by visiting frugalsnobs.com. While you're there, be sure to help out the project by taking the Podtrack survey, directly donating via PayPal, or by doing your Amazon shopping through the Frugal Snobs associate link. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at Frugal Snobs or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Frugal Snobs. And now, on to the episode. Hey everybody, this is Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Welcome to episode 101 of the Frugal Snobs podcast. Today is Sunday, July 16th? Yes. 2017. Brock Snoop, let me say hello. Hello. So, episode 100. 101. Yes, but I'm saying episode 100 was good. Yes, yes it was. That came and went. So, everybody, we're going to be probably moving forward with uh, probably shorter podcasts, around 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, until we hit some of the big podcasts. We have a lot going on, a lot to do. We're in the second half of the year, and we may be switching to a model where we're going to be basically providing everybody a podcast, perhaps maybe not every week, but every other week. Mm -hmm. This is a lot to do. Yes, and we're looking at expanding our podcast repertoire. Yes, and quite frankly... Getting to the second half of the year, there's not as much to talk about. No. There really isn't. We haven't, any, we haven't had any good stories or anything else going on. Just work. Yes. Busy working. So busy working, busy doing stuff. So, Christina, speaking of work, you start a new job tomorrow. Yes, I do. So good luck with that, and we'll also report back to all of our listeners as to how your your initial experience went. But you are working across the street from a Bennigan's. Yes. For anybody out there, if you're in our domestic audience, if you're in our international audience, welcome, by the way. Um... Bennigan's is a, basically a casual dining chain similar to an Applebee's or a Chili's. But you don't see that many of the Bennigan's anymore. No. They were this Irish pub chain uh, for quite a while. The Turkey O'Toole is one of my favorites. And you like the Kilkenny chicken wrap. Yes. So, um, and they also had their free Monte Cristo sandwich program. Which was on the 17th of every month. Which would have been tomorrow. Yes. You could have stopped off and I would have bought you a, a, like a, a sandwich of your choosing. And also if you could pick up the uh, Monte Cristo sandwich, that would have been awesome. But this Monte Cristo was awesome, everybody. So basically, the way it worked on the 17th of every month, for a given number of months, I think it went from October through February. Yes. I think. And it was, again, a free Monte Cristo sandwich. No purchase necessary. So it's a very large sandwich. I mean, it was, it was dipped in batter. Uh, it had some onions on there. had some sweetness to it. Um, had the nice thick cheese and the ham. Oh, delicious. So what you're telling me is I need to learn the copycat recipe for it. Actually, there's a YouTube video out there that already goes through it to make the batter for the uh, the uh, Monte Cristo sandwich. My suggestion, though, is we use brioche with it. Yes. So it's already sweet and it's thick. Yes. So, so yep, you're starting a new job tomorrow. Again, ode to Bennigan's. We might be able to pick up some food from there from time to time. But, man, that Monte Cristo sandwich was delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were really good. I will, I will give everyone a warning. Uh, if it ever returns, these Monte Cristo sandwiches are massive. They're like two inches high. Yeah, and, and there's four large pieces. Yeah, they quarter it. Yeah, it's really, really good, though. I mean, I think I got two meals out of one. Oh, yeah. yeah easily. I, I ate half of one with some chips and then half of one with some fries. And it was like, is this gone yet? <laughs> Their food, the food of Bennigan's is in generally massive. The cool thing about having relatively few Bennigan's, though, that you can also see them, I think, in airports now, too. The cool thing about having Bennigan's kind of being a, a, a novelty now is that it's cool. It, it makes it special. Yes. Right? It's an attraction. When you see one, you go to one. And like you said, the 
portion sizes are very generous for what you get. Yes. And I know that the, the Bennigans that you'll be walking across the street from, we've been there several times and it's never been crowded. No. We've sat out, we've sat out in the, in the, in the glassed-in area. It's, mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. So we've been there several times. It's been very quiet. So it might be a cool place for us to hang out. The only problem is it's up to 30 minutes away from us. Yeah, and you didn't believe me when I first told you that we had Bennigans. What? There's a Bennigans? Yeah. Um, we had them in Florida when I was younger, so I haven't been to a Bennigans in years, except for, of course, after I returned to the, the, the metro area. So good luck with the starting of your job tomorrow. I think you'll enjoy it. And plus, I used to be a sales engineer, so I think I can give you some advice that actually will help you since I've worked in software sales before. Um, but uh, I think my biggest problem is going to be having the patience with the millennials. Ugh, we'll talk about that. So <laughs> this week's topic is around Churchill and his view on Xennials and millennials. Now, we're going to be doing a three-podcast series here on historical figures and their views on the Xennials and the millennials, or what we think that they would have been based on research that we perform of these historical figures. Now... We picked Winston Churchill for a couple of reasons, but we'll get to the topic here in a second. What did you get this week? I picked up, thanks to you, for 25 cool cents U.S., a Churchill commemorative coin from 1965. Yes. The one crown coin. Queen Elizabeth is on the front side of the coin. Winston Churchill is on the reverse side of this coin. And it commemorates, of course, the anniversary of his death in 1965 at the age of 91 years old. So actually, no, he was 90, I apologize. Yes. He was, no, yeah, he was 90, because he was born in November of, of 1874. Yes. And he died in January of 1965. So yes. we'll get to that. But yes, he was 90 years old. Um, I've seen many documentaries on Churchill. He's one of my favorites. Uh, I started smoking cigars because of him, because <laughs> of his cut of cigar, Churchill. Everybody calls him Churchill, but I think it's actually pronounced Churchill. There's only, there's only the, the one H at the end of the church. Mm -hmm. So it should be Churchill, not Church Hill, I think. There's no dash in there either. Right. It's Churchill. Churchill. Winston Churchill. So, really cool. He also had a brother, who's, who's one of his given names was Strange. Yes. John Strange Spencer Churchill. Yes. <clears throat> he was half American. But we'll get to all that. Yes. We'll get to all that. So, what kind of savings do we pick up this week? I mean, a fair decent. I mean, we got some free things. Yes, we did. So we went to our local Harris Teeter this week. I think we picked up two packages of pudding. Yes. Pudding. Yes. Uh, you got the strawberry flavor. No, I got chocolate and banana. We're oh, mixed that's with that. the strawberry protein. Right. I'm sorry. So <laughs> yes, you picked up banana and chocolate, right? Yes. Okay. And so they're pretty decent size. Sorry. <laughs> I had to sound that out. You just said it to me. Wow. I had enough coffee today. <laughs> so my little eight ounce of classic roast in front of me is wearing a little thin. I barely even started it. Energy so, drink. Mm. Anyway, folks, so picked up pudding, pudding. Regularly retails at a dollar fifty. Dollar sixty eight. Dollar sixty eight. Yes. What? Is it Jello pudding? Yes. Oh, that's why then. <laughs> it's Jello brand pudding. Do you remember the pudding pops? Yes. Remember those and yes. Bill Cosby and the pudding pops? Yes. That's right. Um, so, a dollar sixty eight. Two packages there. We're going to, as Christina said, we're going to mix it with given flavors of protein powder yes. to either make enhanced pudding mm -hmm. um, or put it into protein cupcakes or whatever we're going to do. Yes. We haven't decided yet. So, But we are considering taking yellow cake and cookies and cream protein powder and yes. making protein cupcakes. So those are really good. I mean, protein cupcakes are really good. I don't want to get onto a, a tangent, but protein cupcakes are really good. We never really talk about them much. No. 
but they are really good as little poppable bites or a few bites that give you sweet and protein, especially if you're working out. Well, we could actually make cake pops. Oh, we could. Do we have a cake pop? We have the cake pop maker. We don't, but it's actually very easy to do. You don't even need the mold for it. But, but what about making the little balls of cake? You roll them in your hand. Oh. Okay. Because you actually take cream, you break up the cake, mm -hmm. and I think it's like cream cheese. You roll it in. We have cream cheese. We have sour cream, not cream cheese. I thought we had two blocks of cream cheese. We might. We have to look. Let's take a look in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> this that. is I. Looking in the fridge for things that we can scratch to make into things that are awesome. Yes. That's what we do. So we had to get magic shell and roll it for the and freeze them. Yes, <laughs> yes. It doesn't have to be on a stick either. No, it's probable. Yeah. So um, anyway, <laughs> so we got the, the free pudding. See again, this is what happens when we get hungry on a Sunday. On a and warm we just Sunday. had some good food. Yes, and we'll talk about that also here in a second. <laughs> so we got the pudding and the alkaline water. Yes. Now. I asked Christina, and you just looked this up right before we started recording. Yes. What are the benefits of alkaline? Because I thought they put alkaline in, like, batteries. It scares me. Yeah. So um, what it, are the benefits of alkaline? The ben there's, also, there's both pros and cons to alkaline. Okay, so what are the cons first so we know what, what the bad things that can happen? The quote-unquote possible side effects. This is like the FDA, like, disclaimer, <laughs> by the way. It is. It's the, I'm going to let you sell this to the general public, but these things could happen. So what could happen? The side effects include nausea, vomiting, hand tremors, muscle twitches, tingling, decreased calcium levels in the body, and confusion. I'm very confused. I can't feel my left hand. I got a pins and needles effect here, and I'm twitching. <laughs> no. So what are the possible? What, what are the pros to alkaline? What does it do? It has anti-aging properties. Okay. Via liquid antioxidants that absorb more quickly into the human body. Ooh. Choline cleansing properties. Which is good, especially if you want to do a cleanse. I mean, I think everybody should do a cleanse every once in a while. I mean, I know they're brutal, I've heard, but... Depends on how long you space in between them. Ah, I'm just saying, it's good for your body to get all that stuff out of it. Your first one will be brutal. <laughs> anyway, the additional <laughs> pros. Immune support. Okay. Hydration, skin health, and other <clears throat> detoxifying properties. Weight loss and cancer resistance. So the cool thing about this, with this alkaline water, I mean, you, did you, you had some too as well. Yes. You sampled it. Um, I thought it, was very, it tasted very clean. Yes. So very pure, I guess I should say, um, filtered, pure, pure, purified, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but it was very clear, very clean. Um, didn't have any taste of the alkaline in it at all. No. Um, but I was telling Christina, one thing that you could do is you could add this, you know, with the, you could enhance it with maybe some flavor enhancer, crystal light tea, like the the packaged uh, powdered teas. Or the liquid spray uh, spritzer enhancers. Yeah, exactly. And and so you could turn this into something even more healthy. Yes. So yeah, you, you could do that. Um, in terms of uh, flavoring up the alkaline water, it helps you out. So, I thought it was okay. Um, it was expensive though. It was a dollar sixty-eight, also a, a yeah. liter. Whew. That was also free. Yes. So basically, long short, we earned over six dollars of free stuff this week. Yeah, but it's something I didn't point out to you yesterday is whenever we looked at the ad for uh, this grocery store, they pictured a half liter bottle, but said I, a liter. So when I was actually there. Mm -hmm. I was trying, Harris Teeter. Yes. Not I was, a sponsor. <laughs> I was trying to reach for the bottles because mm -hmm. so many were already taken away. Of course. It's a free thing. People take stuff all the time. People are scavengers around here. And it was on the top shelf. And with my... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. But listen, Christina, you are my best friend. <laughs> but... <laughs> I am vertically challenged. You are not tall. 
Oh, you're not really that short either. You're about average height for a female. Yeah. But you do have short arms and little hands. Yes. So what do I always do? I always make fun of you for your short arms and little hands. Yeah. Your little, your little fists pack what? A wallop. They pack a wallop. So I, I'm sorry. I had to laugh because I knew this was going. If it's on the top shelf, you eh, gotta no. reach. No, I actually did not have to reach. Did you climb the shelf? No. I grabbed a neighboring water bottle and beat them to the floor. Nice. So I'll swing, swing it. And knock it off. Did she really? Yeah, I did. That's funny. <laughs> and you stayed at home. Yes, I did. I stayed safe. Yeah. That's what I did. I stayed safe. That is funny. Um, okay, I get And I had shoes on that gave me an extra two inches of height. Did anyone see you do this? Yes. Did they laugh? No, because she was also short and did, needed one. Did you knock one down for her? Yes, I did. It's like knocking coconuts off a tree. Would you like a coconut? No problem. Boop. So, <laughs> that's funny. So she, knocked, she was actually going to take one of the smaller bottles for free. No. I'm like, no. I'm like, this is, and I, looked, I pointed out to her, I was like, this is only half a liter. Here's your one liter bottle. She's like, oh, but it's pictured. I'm like, don't go off pictures. Yeah. So you gave her the one liter bottle. So she got double. Yes. Good for her. Good for her and good for you. Was she a aged woman or a younger woman? Younger. Oh, really? Health freak? No. She ah. just wanted her free stuff like we do. We're also very health conscious. Yes, though. we are. Yes. So, anyway, and by the way, that, that clanking of glass was not beer bottles, by the way, everybody, even though Christina would maybe think that they were. No, I was just making sure they didn't fall off the table. Okay, I just want to make sure that, that, that people don't think we're drinking beer around here on the podcast. No, although if our we were, protein shake bottles. Although, if we were, it would be hilarious. It's anyway. our protein shake bottles. <laughs> ah, the... Anyway, for those of you who heard the clanking sound, it sounded like it was it was for adult beverages. It did not. No. Okay. So, talk about the free stuff. And well, let's talk about the good food we had. Oh. <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> a delicious food. So, Christina took a... Well, okay, let's, let's take a step back. So, a couple of weeks ago, as we told everybody on episode 100, we had just finished up a trip going corning up in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. visiting our families and whatnot. So... While we were visiting my mother in southern Pennsylvania for a few hours as a pit stop, um, I was having a cup of coffee with her, and my brother, <clears throat> my half-brother, had actually given us a Christmas gift last year that was given to us after we had already been uh, to visit my mother for the holiday. So we were there to pick up our present. Mm-hmm. So we wanted our Christmas present. And um, my mother said, oh, she had it, and, and then we called it about a week before we went up to go visit everybody, and she had basically misplaced it. Yes. So we're going to go visit her. My mother was nice, though. I mean, we, we gave her a bag of coffee. We always do take her a bag of coffee. Because it's stuff she cannot get in the area. A 12-ounce bag of coffee. We always take her a bag of coffee, though. Yes. Because she goes through it and she drinks coffee. So brought her a bag of toasted almond coffee, right? And uh, my mother decided to at least give us some sort of consolation prize. Yes. In the form of a $25 Olive Garden gift card. Now... Not a huge Olive Garden fan. I mean, because it's not... To, to me, it's chain Italian food, not like Authentic. a family-owned restaurant. Yeah. That's what I want. I want like the old guy in the back yelling at people to start serving the sauce. That's what I want. I want something like that, right? I don't want to hear English. <laughs> anyway, so and, and, all, and, and everything on the menu is so commercial. But yeah. anyway, we decided to use the uh, gift card on Thursday this past week. I had a late lunch, early dinner, whatever you want to call it. We picked up the dinner duos. And it was so hot outside, but we uh-huh. decided to get the soup, salad, breadsticks, and entree, and a tiramisu, a tiramisu, sorry, to go. So, ugh, coffee, man. I, I gotta keep drinking my coffee. And the cool part is with getting two uh, dinner duos and the dessert, we spent approximately 26 bucks. That's right, so we basically spent a dollar. Yeah. Basically, for a tiramisu, 
You had the, the ravioli, yes. the, just the regular cheese with marinara yeah. kind of thing. Nothing fancy. Yeah. I had a chicken piccata with zucchini, and we had, um, I believe, the chicken gnocchi soup. Yes. This is where I'm going with this, folks. So the tiramisu was excellent, though, to go. Yes. Anyway, um, we liked the gnocchi, the chicken gnocchi soup so much that we decided to make it ourselves. Now, that sound you heard Christina make was the sound of satisfaction. So yesterday, we were, we were talking about ways to replicate it. Yes. But to give it a little more oomph to it. More so, pizzazz. Yes. So we took a bag of gnocchi that was purchased locally, very cheap dollar, a dollar bag of gnocchi, yeah. um, chicken breast that was butterflied and cubed, mm-hmm. sliced up. Uh, so those were, of course, made. We also made a box of rotini pasta. Organic right? rotini. Excuse me. Organic rotini pasta. Organic's another word for expensive, by the way. But it was free. Okay. <laughs> so a Harris Teeter fine? Yes. Excellent. So... <laughs> So a, a box of, uh, basically a one-pound box of pasta. Yeah. Right? A one-pound bag of gnocchi. Yes. So it's going to be already thick enough as it is. Chicken breast. Corn. Corn and carrot. Yes. And we decided that we, we needed to find a chili base. Not a chili base, a chowder base. Sorry. Yes. Uh, I'm telling you, this coffee's not doing it for me today. A chowder base. So, Christina, you found actually a very basic chowder yes. uh, base. So stick of butter. Yes. Six tablespoons of all-purpose flour. Yes. Uh, two... Bouillon cubes, chicken bouillon cubes. Yes. Right? <clears throat> and two cups and two of milk. Cups of milk. Mm-hmm. Very simple. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, word to the wise, folks, that's a lot of butter. A whole stick of butter? Yeah. That seems like a lot of butter to me. So you might want to find a butter substitute um, or something where you can cut the butter a bit. I'm not sure how yet. Or maybe use a butter substitute. Like, I can't what believe about butter. Could you, could you use an egg? I wouldn't do raw egg in a chowder. But but it's being it's being processed when you like cook, cook it. it. But it also changes <clears throat> form from liquid to solid. Ew. <clears throat> Pardon me, folks. Air conditioning's on. Dry air. So, um, okay. So, that's still a lot of butter, though. Yes. So, some kind of substitute. Maybe margarine might do it. Maybe. But I've always found margarine to be a really odd substitute. Yeah. For butter, you know. So, anyway. So, made the chowder base. Surprisingly very good. Mixed it with everything else. Threw in some mozzarella and seasoning. Yep, and some cheese on top. Actually, no, you put cheese in the chowder base. Yes, I did. To give it a little bit of a thickener. And uh, delicious. So this whole hodgepodge of doctored up chicken gnocchi soup was amazing. So you had the pasta, the gnocchi, the chicken, the corn, the carrot, and the chowder base. And cheese. And cheese. Delicious. And you also pick up a a couple of bread balls Mm -hmm. at Harris Teeter. For a dollar. On sale for a dollar. And you decided to turn one of those bread balls into breadsticks. Yes. So garlic breadsticks, <clears throat> delicious. So very easy to replicate, and we made it better. Yes. So it was awesome. So definitely, folks, again, let's go and give them the recipe again for the chowder base in case they would like it. Six tablespoons of all-purpose flour, one stick or half cup of butter, of butter two cups of milk, and two cubes of chicken bouillon. Yes. That's it. And then seasonings, of course, to taste. So onion yeah. powder, garlic powder, or what have you. I use the thyme, medley. parsley, etc. I use a nice medley of seasonings. Yes. So again, to your taste, but very easy, very easy chowder base. The only thing you have to be careful of is if you're including some thicker items like pasta and versus or gnocchi, I'd suggest making an adjustment on your, your chowder base in terms of quantity so it covers everything. Yes. Otherwise, it kind of turns into a glue, but it's yeah. still really good. When I say glue, I mean it glues everything in the dish together. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily coat everything, but it does turn into like a nice um, thickener and a, a, a joining agent. Yes. For everything. So that was really, really good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, I'm telling you. 
I'm not getting sick. I just have my throat's dry. And by the way, dry. happy National Ice Cream Day. Oh, that's right. So we may, may, depending on the heat here in Nova, uh, head out later this afternoon to go pick up a free blizzard. Yes. With the purchase of another blizzard. Yes. At, D- at Dairy Queen. DQ. Yes. Or we get a uh, free Dippin' Dots. We do? I just oh, got that in my man. email. Those are the, that's the ice cream of the future. Mm. Can't believe it. So I think we're going to opt for the blizzard, though. Yes. Because so, we got new flavors, too. <clears throat> nice. Two new flavors. Nice. So I think what we might do is either uh, we may eat them on site or we may just bring them home to make protein shakes. Yes. But again, it depends on the heat. Yes. So, but um, we're not that far from a Dairy Queen. That's true. And we also have a little, mar- little Latin market there, so we can go take a look and see if we can find Ladyfingers. And you also get a free ice cream cone at McDonald's. I see. We're going to forego McDonald's. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's also an option. That's a vanilla cone? Yes, that's all they have. Oh, psh- Boring. No, they, they didn't even offer to put hot fudge on them because they can make the Sundays. Boring. Yeah, and why couldn't you get a free Sunday instead? Boring. <laughs> Do you remember? Okay, before we get into the topic, I promise, folks. We're just, <laughs> we're, we're just chopping it up here, just, just chit chatting. We haven't talked to everybody in two weeks, so I'm busy. A lot of stuff happened. I know. So. Do you remember Friendlies? Yes. For those folks in the United States, they still have them around here. For those folks in the U.S., if you have had a Friendlies like casual dining diner or whatever it is near you you have been blessed with something special i loved friendlies they were awesome there's one an hour and a half away i remember hour and a half that's not close that's close than we have Ugh. anyway i remember there used to be a friendlies it used to be a lot they used to have a lot of them in malls yes right so loved friendlies they also make ice cream also the yes. friendlies a lot of ice cream but they had the cone head remember the cone head yeah it was a scoop let me explain this to everybody it was an inverted ice cream cone essentially so it was a scoop of ice cream on the, on the plate for the head, mm-hmm. it had a ring of whipped cream around the back of the scoop for the hair. It had a, an inverted ice cream cone, so the point of the ice cream cone was on top to make a pointed hat, mm-hmm. like a dunce cap, with a ring of chocolate around the base of the cone at the top of the scoop of ice cream that was upside down to make it look like, again, a hat. And you had Reese's Pieces for the eyes and a nose. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And in some cases, you had chocolate chips for a smile. Yeah. That was awesome. That was the cone head. It was, it was, it was a very good idea. And the, I remember the ice cream was always super cold. Um, but yes, the, the cone head. I love the cone head dessert. So, anyway. Happy National Ice Cream Day. Yes, we get, we get ice cream today. And yesterday was, actually no, Friday was Bastille Day. Yes. So, yes. Joyeux couture julie to everybody. So, uh, we could have had a free Liberté tart. But the weather was not. At La Madeleine, but it was, it was not conducive to that. No. Uh, the weather was raining. Uh, stormy. It was stormy on Friday afternoon. It was pouring down rain. Yes. But we needed it. Yes. There. It was terrible. And grass is actually green. Yes. But you were able to, to score two free teas. Yes. At Starbucks. You were able to get, what, the white peach tea? A grande at a tall? Yes, because actually the one Starbucks knows me and felt bad that it took me that long to get my first one. So basically they gave you a, t- a grande tea. Yeah. As a consolation. Yes. Because I made it within that one-hour window to two From Starbucks. 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Yes. It's ridiculous. So, sorry, 1,300 to 1,400 hours Eastern Time, oh. U.S., for all of our international listeners. Yes, and it took me 45 minutes to get my first tea. But see, this is the thing. I mean, people are scavengers. Yes, they I are. I said it. That's right, you bunch of guilty heathens. You're a bunch of scavengers. <laughs> That's what most people are. They're scavengers. 
But so are we. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't say anything. That's we, what we were talking about. Are the free... rulers of the scavengers? That's right. Because we get the best deals. How dare our subjects like impede our, you know, basically undermine our authority? Um, hello. Us. We get free things and get paid for it sometimes. Oh, it's true. Remember the coffee? Yes, we got paid to try a caribou coffee, a 32-ounce caribou coffee. Yes. Which we also added some things to and made protein shakes out of. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I guess the way I look at it is once you make choices in your life and you stick to those choices, finding those choices is not hard. It's finding ways to do it. Yes. Whether it be getting, you know, reduced cost on things like milk or eggs or, you know, I mean, just foodstuffs or other things that you can use. Speaking of which, you got 18 Listener and Eggs this week for 88 cents. Yes. Dozen and a half eggs. Yes. 88 cents. Yes. Where'd you get those? Safeway. The grocery store? Yes. Yep. Interesting. I guess they were on massive sale. Were they large eggs? Yes. Wow. Lucerne large eggs. And Lucerne branded stuff is usually expensive. Yes. So, not bad. Not bad at all. Score. Yeah. Now, if I had a dollar off coupon, that would have been funny. Well, yeah, because they would have eventually paid you, what, 12 cents? Mm-hmm. To basically take your free eggs. Yes. Here, we need our we need 12 cents to give you this 12 cents just to take free eggs. Yes. So, but I mean, these are simple things. Yeah. I mean, they're very simple things. And we find them comical. Because, I mean, once you decide to go frugal. Yeah. It is so much fun. Mm-hmm. And frugal does not equal cheap. I want to I basically just clarify that. Cheap means that you have made a conscious decision to not spend for value. Yeah. That is what cheap means. For us, we never said we wouldn't spend money for value. Yeah. It just dictates how much we spend for, for value. value. Yes. So, yeah, it, frugal is completely different than cheap. No. Okay. If we are more, I hate to say it like this, but we are like the extreme couponers. Pretty much, yeah. But not with that same level of, like, fanaticism. No. Yeah, they're nuts. I am not <laughs> clipping coupons. We don't actually get coupons. We don't have to clip coupons because we, we manipulate things such that we get the stuff for nearly free anyway. Yeah. I mean, and that's what it comes down to. I mean, I don't care how much money you do or don't make doing your job or you're making a living somehow, whatever that is. It's using what you make to the best of your ability. That's, that's the key. So, all right. So we talked about good food. We talked about the free stuff. I'm sipping on my coffee here. How's your energy drink? Gone. <laughs> right, so I guess we need to get into the topic. <laughs> <clears throat> so we decided, folks, we've been hearing a lot of this chatter and buzz about the Xennials versus the Millennials lately. And also we discussed this on episode 100. Yeah, last on, episode. On our Independence Day episode podcast. So we thought we would do a series of, let's say, three podcasts. I think we're going to make it three. This will be the first. Where we're going to take a historical figure that we like. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk to you about a biography of their lives. And then give our take on what that this individual may have thought about the Xennial generation. Yes. As well as the millennial generation. Yes. Okay. So and if you you'll definitely see a stark difference between the two generations. If you're a Xennial, um, more power to you because we're Xennials. If you're a millennial, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um the the whole concept of entitlement and acting smarter than you actually are kinda gets on our nerves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've also noticed with millennials they tend to think that they're geniuses because they learn something. And just because you learned it doesn't mean it's new. It just means this is at the point in your life where you learned it. Yes. It does not mean that people haven't done it before you. And they have. Like we do online training. We don't brag about, oh, I'm doing this training. I've learned this, this, and this. And I got this certification. Therefore, you need to give me a job. It's like, so what? You went and took a test. Yes. Just because you took a test does not mean you know anything. It means you can regurgitate information and memorize stuff. It means nothing. Show me original work. Then... Then we can talk about, you know, you deserving things. 
Yes. So anyway, so let's go ahead and get into it. So as part of our three podcast series, we thought we would take our first subject this week being Winston Churchill. Yes. Simply because I'm a cigar smoker, my favorite cut of cigar is named after him, and the Churchill coin came this week. Yes. Churchill was awesome. And you got this coin for a quarter with shipping. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Amazing. Uh, 25 cents with shipping included. Yes. It's like a $3 coin. I know. So it's not worth a ton, but it's a cool coin. Yes. It's a one crown coin, which I think is five shillings, isn't it? I think. I believe so. We'll have to do some research. I think it is five shillings from 1965. Okay. So it's a commemorative one crown coin. Elizabeth II on the front. Churchill on the back. Now, Christina, you said, <clears throat> this is based on what you saw when we were watching The Crown on Netflix, that Churchill had made the comment in the past that he didn't want to be on the money. Right. Unlike Blanche Devereaux from The Golden Girls. Oh, yeah. Who would look good on the money. <laughs> Love Blanche. She was great. So anyway, Churchill didn't want to be on the money. Yes. Because it didn't fit his style. Yet, a recent five-pound note in the United Kingdom pictures... A colorized or a toned Churchill. Yes. Eh, along with Big Ben and other other things. It's a polymer note. So that's interesting. I mean, you kind of wonder what he would think of that. Like yeah. how upset he might be. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and talk about Winston Churchill a little bit, and then we'll give our take on the Zennials and Millennials. So, well, I was going to say, I actually did a quick uh, search. There's There are five shillings per crown. See? I told you. But ah, the so- last five shilling or crown piece was minted in 1965. Ah! Wait, 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 the what piece? The five shillings slash crown. So, really, this Churchill coin from 1965 is the last year it was made. Sweet. That's awesome. That's why I had to, unfortunately, interrupt you to give you that little tidbit. Ah, nice. (laughs) Now you feel even better. I feel better, (laughs) better, and and empowered. So let me give the quick, let me give the quick rundown on that story of the word better versus better before we get into the actual topic. So... Everybody, when I was a, an undergraduate student at the University of Kansas back in 2001, I took a linguistics class. Now, my instructor, Jiro, was a Japanese national but spoke Liverpool English. It was awesome. It was like talking to one of the Beatles. <laughs> it was so cool. Jiro was great. So, you know, you talk about stereotypes. You go into class first day, he comes in, he's a, he's a, a petite, um, thinner Asian gentleman. Um, very quiet, and I'm thinking, oh, man, this is going to be so difficult, you know, he's going to, and I'll openly admit, folks, I had a stereotype of he's going to be difficult to understand, and he comes in and he's like, he starts speaking English, and he's like, that's right, I went to school in Liverpool. I'm like, that's so cool. So, so yes, he spoke Liverpool English, right, and was an Asian gentleman. Anyway, he was talking about labials at one point in my linguistics class and labial dentals and all these other different linguistical techniques. And he says something along the lines of, that's why in English you have words like better and better and better. And so one of my classmates, I don't know why, basically hung on to better. Not better, not better, better. So we're taking our midterm exam, and it's very quiet in the room. It's it's like an arena-style seating, so you have like levels of seats. Theater style. Exactly, yeah. So... We're sitting in the, in, the, in the room, and it's very quiet. There might, might be 30 of us. And you, all you can hear is people writing and, and you know, pencils. Yeah, that and, like, the tips of mechanical pencils breaking, and people going, snap, oh, you know, stuff like that, right? And this guy, like, tilts his head up right in the middle of the exam and just says, but, uh, <laughs> as loud as he can. And he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so, yes, so I feel 
better. How do you feel? <laughs> better. I feel better. So, that's the better story. Now, can we please get back to Churchill? Yes. All right, so 1965, last year of the crown. Yes. Awesome. So, let's talk a little bit about Churchill. Okay, he was born on November 30th, 1874. Yes. Okay? 30th November, 1874. I gotta say, you know, European. Like, yes. So, we're internationally speaking, not the U.S. format for dates. Yeah. So 30th November 1874 died, I believe, the 20th of January, January 21st, one or the other. 24th. 24th. Oh, I was wrong. January 24th, 1965. Yes. He was the son of, a, of also of a parliamentarian. He has a he had a brother. Yes. John Strange Spencer Churchill. Yes. Mother was American. Yes. From New York City. Yes. So he was half American, and they also believe that that's why his his English accent was a bit more pronounced and different than the typical English accent because of his mother. He was raised by a nanny because he grew up as an aristocrat, essentially. So his essential nanny or his caregiver for, for the first 20 years of his life was basically his, his surrogate parent. Yes. So, um, of course, he served multiple in multiple positions. He also uh, graduated from the Royal Military Academy at Sandhurst, basically the British West Point. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> he served... Uh, in the military, he was also an admiral of the navy, in the, uh, the rear admiral of the navy. Of the, uh, the rear admiral of the navy. Sorry. Conquester. Yes, he was also the chancellor of the exchequer, which is essentially the secretary of the treasury equivalent in the UK. Um, so he held many, many, many different positions in government. So he was a conservative party member. Switched to the Labour Party. Went back to the Conservative Party. It's crazy. Yes, that man's crazy. So anyway, he was also, of course, known as the Prime Minister of Great Britain during World War II. And one of the best orators in history. And he also coined the term Iron Curtain. Yes. As well in his address to Congress uh, in Missouri in the late 1940s. And uh, he also addressed Congress as well, also in the late 1940s, and received a standing ovation. Yes. So he considered us, our, he considered us the, the British cousins. Yes. Or their American cousins. So his mother's American. So that's okay. So, so was, did he have dual citizenship? I'd assume so. I, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I would think so, unless he renounced his citizenship, particularly becoming a member of Parliament in the UK. But think about it this way. You people like Ted Cruz, who was born in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, but yet represented Texas. Yeah, so... But he gave up his Canadian citizenship, though. Yes. So he's not a dual citizen. So, go figure. So what else about Churchill that was pretty cool? Anything? You got anything? Not, there really wasn't that much. I mean, as, you, um, as he, I pointed out. Yes, he really wasn't that good in school. Yes, he had issues as a student. But, you know, I've noticed that people that aren't very good in school tend to be better in life yeah. because of the shortcomings from school. Um, but, yes, he had issues with, with um, his scholastic work. Uh, he was an avid painter. He enjoyed painting. He painted over 500 pieces of art. Yeah, but also his last portrait that was painted of him, he couldn't stand because it showed his age. Yes. So he had it burned. So he didn't like it. And he also didn't want to be on the money. No. So he suffered two strokes in his life in the 1950s and in the 1960s. Second stroke led to his death ten days after his stroke in early 1965. Um, in general, a very interesting human being. Yes. Um, very uh, witty. He was the original British Bulldog. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was. It's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Not David Boy Smith. Although, who also met a tragic death. But that's neither here nor there. But anyway. He won a Nobel Prize for Literature. Yes, he did. I forgot he about five that. five books. Yes, he did. He won. Uh, I actually penned over 20 books. 
Including but, military adventures. But he did win, you are correct, he was, I shouldn't say when he was awarded yes. the Nobel Prize for literature. Interesting guy, like a total renaissance man. Did all kinds of stuff. Yes. When he went to visit President Roosevelt, and during his visit, it, it was almost like he had to be corralled around it. Like, they almost were like children. Yes. You know, they, they basically misbehaved together. Yes. Stayed up late, a big sleepover at the White House. <laughs> His room had to have a window at the White House, apparently. Yes. So he could smoke. <laughs> and he wanted to make sure that he had brandy and whiskey available at all times. It's amazing. God, it's hilarious. That's and, awesome. And did you know he also escaped from a prison? Yes. Yes, I did during the Boer War. Yes. In South Africa. He was taken prisoner and escaped. Yes. Yes, I remember that. Yes, I, I read somewhere about that. So, yes, he was a war correspondent at the time. Yes. And then it was put in prison and escaped. Awesome. So, I mean, that's um, just some of the facts that I, I know off the top of my head. He also was prime minister both for King George VI and Elizabeth II. Yes. For a short period. Yes. For a short period. Clement Attlee became prime minister after him. Yes. And then he became prime minister again in the early 1960s, I believe. Yes. And did you know he also Until had a speech impediment? That I did not know. Someone with his kind of wit. <laughs> oh, he's great. It was great. I mean, there were people that detested him. Yes. You know, there's people that said they wanted him to drink poison. And he was very accident prone. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> no, oh, I have a good story for you. And he was actually the inventor of OMG. Really? Yes. OMG. Really? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. Instead of, oh my God, it was OMG. OMG. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> that is awesome. So, everyone's, I think everyone's heard the poison story, right? So, apparently, he was at some sort of engagement. And he was not one for aristocratic engagements. Um, let's put it this way. The, the man had tact for people that deserved it. Yes. So, and I feel the same way. I'll have tact for you as long as you deserve it. Otherwise, you get nothing. Um, so, apparently, he was at a function, and a woman who did not agree with him on many of his beliefs said that if... if he were her husband, she would give him poison to drink. And he just looked at her and said, Madam, if you were my wife, I would drink it. How cool is that? <laughs> How cool is that? Then, then, get this. During the London Blitz, during the Blitz, it was wintertime, quite cold in, in, in London at the time. He goes up to the roof of a building, okay, to go and watch the bombing, I guess. Right? So he goes up to the roof of the building, and he has a heavy coat and his hat, you know, his, his hat, his top hat, bowler hat thing he has. Yes. And so he goes to the roof of the building. His wife, of course, is worried about him mm -hmm. and says, you know, it's cold up there. You should come back downstairs. And he says, no, I have my heavy coat, my hat, and I have one place to sit. So half hour goes by. The building where they are starts to fill with smoke. And they don't know why. And they're wondering why the building is filling with smoke and all the fireplaces have fires in them and they're lit. You know, and coal's being burned in the building. And I'm like, why, why is there all this smoke? Well, the warm place he found to sit was the chimney flute. Oh. So he was sitting on top of the chimney, staying warm and blocking all the smoke from leaving the building. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> How cool is that? And I'd say one final um, little fact. I have one more, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> he was also on the music pop charts. Oh, that's right. He was part of some sort of what? He was part of the central band of the Royal Air Force, and they released an album called Reach for the Skies. What year? 
I have no idea. But <laughs> hey, what's that? What year was this? I, I, I don't know the year. Um, just by looking at this. Didn't you have notes for this podcast? Shame on you. <laughs> I'm giving you My grief. research did not provide me a year. I'm giving you grief. That's all mm-hmm. I'm doing. So, and then of course, I think we both heard the story about him nearly being shot down by the Royal Air Force. So, okay, so Churchill goes to Canada to help to rally support, obviously, from the Dominion. Yes. All right, and he's also making tours in the United States, et cetera. So he goes to Canada. Um, we also wanted to move the Royals to Canada as well for, for basically safekeeping and, and uh, precautions. So Churchill flies back from Canada, flies his own plane. How cool is this? Basically overshoots London, crosses the English Channel to the French shore, turns around because he knows he's overshot London, and on his way back across the channel, four RAF fighters were basically scrambled because of an unidentified plane. That was his plane! How cool is that? Nearly got shot down. And then when they asked him the last time he flew a plane, now this is in the 1940s, when's the last time he flew a plane? His answer was 1913. How cool is this? This guy is awesome! Sitting there smoking a cigar, flying a plane. How cool is that? Guy is great. But yes, very interesting individual. Um, I could only hope to have a life like that. Um, I think a number of blunders turned into really cool things for him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, what can I say? Cool dude. Very cool dude. Although if you haven't seen The Crown yet on Netflix, check it out. Definitely a good series. He he plays a role. And he gets very mad during the, 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 the smogging in London in the 50s when he keeps saying that the fog and the smog is weather. Yes. We can't change anything. It's weather. So, ugh. Anyway, that is Winston Churchill. Go check him out. I mean, there's been hundreds of biographies written about the guy. And I, I, I've seen a number of biographies, and I learn new things all the time. Um, his official biographer, I think, has published over 30 volumes. Different volumes on his life. Wow. So, done a lot of things. Did a lot of stuff. Ugh. Okay. That is Winston Churchill. So... What do you think the Churchill would think of Xennials at this point? I can tell you what I think. I think he would be happy with their progression and their mentality. Well, look at, again, look at the Renaissance man mentality of this guy. Now, remember, this guy was born in 1874. Yeah. You still have a class system in, 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 in Great Britain at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have television yet. You have limited experiments with electricity. You have no internet, obviously. No cell phones. You have no cell phones. No, no telephone yet. What about an automobile? You don't have automobiles until 1899. That is when, that's when the actual term automobile was mentioned for the first time, by the way. It was in 1899. So this guy would have been 25 years old. Yes. When the term automobile was even mentioned. Yes. The first time, let alone the creation of the automobile Henry Ford, etc. Right? Yes. This guy, ah, it's amazing. This guy... I lived at a time before all of the all of the happenings as part of the, the the early 20th century. He lived at a time before nuclear weapons. He lived at a time before commercial aviation. He lived at a time before even even electricity was widespread. Yeah. At that time, before the internet, before telephones, before cell phones, before satellites, before space exploration, and was able to see some of that, if not a majority of those things, evolve evolve at his death. I mean, you obviously had DARPA starting to take shape, but that wasn't officially up for the internet. You had a larger telephone network, an organized power grid, nuclear power, and nuclear weapons. Notice I said nuclear, not nuclear. Yeah. 
Okay? You had space exploration by that point. You had satellites going up for the first time by that point. You had greater, greater mass communications. You had a larger media complex at that time. You had uh, better televised news and television, period, at that point. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Now, you take that into the zenial uh, thinking, right? Those folks born from 1977 to 83. Now, we're included in that. And we know what it's like to have a time before the Internet. We know what it's like for a time before cell phones. I mean, we were, do you remember the Zach Morris phone? Yes. That big, giant, cancer-causing brick he used to hold to his head? Yes. Okay? I mean, that's amazing. So, we know what it's like to have a time before the internet. I remember when ATMs were considered to be, like, amazing. Yes, pull your, pull your money out without having to go work with the teller. Speaking of that, I want to give a statistic for the end of the episode. So, being a zenial, I, I think he'd be proud of that we're able to do things without all of the modern conveniences. Yes. But we can use them if we need to. And we understand why we're using them instead of using other things. Yes. Um, you know, I think he'd be proud of that. Millennials? I don't think so. He'd call them a lazy pile of dung. Probably. That sounds about right. That's all right, something he would say. So, um, I mean, this is a gentleman who was so particular when things were written. Everything had to be double-spaced. Everything. So, typically his personal secretaries, when they would dictate... In his speeches or whatever. This is a guy who would basically wake up at around 8 a.m. every day, no matter when he went to sleep, and wouldn't get out of bed till around 1 o'clock. I'm serious. They would serve him his breakfast and his lunch in bed, and he would eventually get up to receive his visitor or go to meetings at 1 p.m. So he was in bed for five hours, typically, just getting things done from bed. How cool is that? That is nice. So, <laughs> anyway. New definition to work from home. That's right. That's a good one. He's the original person to ever work from home. Yes. So that's good. Again, Renaissance man. But we're talking about a guy who was so particular about even those things that the typewriters had to be set to double spacing. And any dictation that was done with single spacing, he would get very upset. Now, is it still done? Sure it is. But he felt it was too run together. Yes. He wanted double spacing. So this is a very particular person. So with the millennials, I mean, I think what happens in the, in the millennial thinking is that they equate going to school and acquiring education to ability, and that's not true. No. I mean, trust me. I mean, we, we've seen it. People who are very, quote-unquote, educated can't even make basic decisions. I mean, look at what we're watching. I mean, th no offense, a third of the PhDs I know can't even balance a checkbook. Yeah. I mean, seriously? And look at the show that came out years ago. That's right. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean... Anyway, I think Churchill would be dis disapproving of the millennials. Yes, he would definitely be condoning and... Yeah, I mean, the sense of entitlement, you he know... He would totally smack that, that flavor out of their mouth. Yeah, because that's it's just not... People just don't work like they used to. No. They just it's don't. annoying. But I don't think it's also a, a fault of the millennials. I think it's parenting. Yeah. I mean, I was raised very old school. You had to basically earn everything. Yes. You didn't get handed anything. You had to earn everything. You start at the bottom always. And, and you, you work your way, way up. up. Yeah. You don't... You learn step by step, not by taking the elevator up. Yeah, and it's and you don't get the, because I did this, I deserve this type of mentality. Nobody cares what you did. They care what you can demonstrate. Yes. What do you know and how can you show me? Yeah, it's like, well, I did this. I'm like, so? You went to a class and you took tests. That tells me nothing about what you can actually do. Correct. I want to know what you can actually do. 
Same thing with salaries. Salaries are based on what you can actually do, not what you say you've done or say that you can do. Yes. Show it to me. Yeah. You know, I always took the humble approach to everything. Um, you know, I never expected anything. If I was ever promoted, it was because I worked for it, not because I expected it. Or demanded it. Or demanded it. You demand anything with me, I'll demand that you leave. <laughs> like, exactly. I demand you get out of here. Because I don't need that type of attitude on my team. I mean, you can go work for somebody else. Um, and they'll also tire of you very quickly. So, anyway, I think Churchill gives a thumbs up to the Zennials, a, a mid-thumb to a thumbs down to Millennials. Now, I'm not saying that all Millennials are that way. I think some of your most wildly successful Millennials are the counter to the typical. Yes. But the majority? Very disappointing. Yes. Very disappointing. You know, it's interesting because the, the generation after the Millennials, they seem like they're reverting back to the old styles of things. Yes. Which is smart. They're kind of more conforming to the Zennial way of thinking. Yeah. Because the Millennials basically got us all in trouble. Yeah. I mean, the Millennials are what produced the Craigslist killers, okay? Yes. The, the <laughs> Millennials are what produced cyberbullying. Yeah. Because people can't keep their mouths shut. And that is something you don't want to experience. I'm just saying. Yeah. It, it, it's people feel empowered because they have a keyboard. Yeah. Okay? Keyboard does not equal empowerment. Exactly. And it's like... Oh, millennials threaten a lot, too. Oh, yeah. They threaten to sue people. I'm like, you're not going to sue me. You know why? It's going to cost you more to do that than what you're going to take from it. I, as a Xennial, know that. And that's... And I didn't do anything to make you sue me. You're just mad. <laughs> that's all. You're just mad. Um, you know, I, I've had issues with people who are like, well, you know, I want this, and I'm going to get it one way or another, or else. I'm like, or else what? Or else what? What, somebody called you on it? See, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, then you run away. <laughs> Go Don't ahead. Bring puppy. Go away. Go on. Go away. Anyway, all right, I'm getting fired up here. <laughs> so, Churchill would too. Yeah. He'd approve. Anyway, so that is Winston Churchill. That is our belief of his take on the Xenos and Millennials. If you liked what you heard here, Go out there, pick your network of choice for catching this podcast, and please leave a comment, a rating, it helps us out, right? Yes. Also, we released three additional videos on the, on the Frickle Snobs YouTube channel. Yes, we did. We released the 1963 one Mexican peso ticket. Five Mexican peso ticket. And the Canadian uh, Moosehead Logger. Nice. So that's three videos, new videos for everybody. Go check out the Frugal Snobs YouTube channel. Subscribe while you're there. Make sure that you continue to subscribe to this show. Like it. Share it. Post it, comment, rate it. We need the help. So please get out there and do so. We've had some really good ratings, haven't we? Yes. Some really, really good ratings. Um, and I think we're going to be moving forward with a pretty cool future and a lot of stuff going on. So we're chanting up some things, folks. This is our first of our three podcast series. Um, if you think that our thinking has a zennial slant to it, it probably does. I mean, cause, I mean what do you expect? Yeah. Right? I just caught the book for zennial, so. If you, if you like what you heard... Thank you. If you didn't, we're sorry you feel that way, but we don't apologize to you. No. Um, that, that's Again, you're, you feel like you expect an apology. I'm not giving you one. No. I apologize for how what we said makes you feel, but I don't apologize for what I said. So, I'll make that very clear. Anyway, all right, want to wrap this up? Yes. All right, let's go ahead. So, all right, everybody, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Continue to listen. Continue to subscribe. We hope the YouTube videos are helping everybody out. Be well, never pay retail, get out there, subscribe, kick some tail, take care of yourself and each other, and we'll see you all with episode 102.